first thing to understand is most people can't identify a phishing scam and separate that from the real. And I can show you the support ticket to prove it. We get probably, if we look at a course of a month from our clients, we probably get out of the things we have, probably 25% of them are people saying, hey, is this real? Because they just can't identify, is it phishing, is it not? That number dwindles as time goes on because people start to realize, oh, I shouldn't even bother them to ignore it. But the fact is that everybody gets phishing emails. When you look at Office 365, they show that almost 25% of the email that's inbound in the 365 get past their filters and just show up in your mailbox. That's how good the stuff is. This episode is brought to you by Kyla Partners. Kyla are Bullhorn's specialist and Bullhorn's first implementation partner. Our solutions have helped 950 companies worldwide to streamline, automate, and customize to get the most out of Bullhorn. Our products provide you with the tremendous ROI, including a complete document management system, Kylo Awesome Docs, and the most powerful data management tool in the ecosystem, Kylo Data Tools. To learn more, visit kylopartners.com. This episode is brought to you by Leap Consulting Solutions. Digitally transform your business the right way, the Leap way. Visit www.leapconsultingsolutions.com to find out more on how your business can build, change, and adopt technology the right way, the Leap way. Lauren Jones, how the hell are you? Um, it's Friday and I'm taking a vacation. This so Lord is going on vacation for the first time since March of 2020, guys. Yep, yep. Are you going to Italy? Where are you going? No, no, I'm not going to Italy. No. You go back? No, I'm I made Rob spit out his coffee. No, I'm he's still trying to swallow you are the worst oh my god i didn't spit it out but i almost did twice no i'm going to uh paris and then amsterdam oh very cool all right yes. well um as much as you can't ship baguettes home um i would love for you to or a um, amazing uh croissant uh, make sure you stop at all oh do you does anyone have an iphone we can share a really good map of restaurants with you for paris one of our like gourmet friends has like a 7080 oh, spot well, map. Share that with me. Although, so we're the, going with my parents. My dad has put together in partnership with his little boutique travel firm, a 26 page um, itinerary. Oh, <laughs> well, la-di-da you. Uh-uh, la-di-da. All right. Well, okay. I take um, back all of my, all of my help because Papa... Papa Buffington has got it. He's as fancy as his last name. Buffington is retired and has time. So he's he's, he's quite snooty, if you will. No, anyway. All right. Uh, I haven't met. I haven't met. He's very posh. Posh. Oh, posh. Yes. Okay. For our UK friends. All right. Guys, uh, this call started off fantastic. We jumped on. We're going to, Dave, Dave Rubin. Welcome. Dave Rubin, CEO and founder of Cubex Group. But okay. most importantly, we <laughs> lied to Dave and we told him that we asked guests to sing to start the show. Mm -hmm. And Dave, without hesitation, started singing the breakdown of Bohemian Rhapsody, which we will not do. Uh, but I wish I was recording it because I would have it. It was pretty amazing. It was a lot for me. It's 7 a.m. here. Rob's been up for a few hours on the East Coast. So, you know, it, it's five it was, hours. It was, it was a lot this morning. 
<laughs> you ask, you receive. That's what yeah, I know. Dave, you deliver. I appreciate your 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 generosity. My pleasure. <laughs> Anytime. So exciting well, to have you. Thank you so much. And that was an amazing way to start the, yes, uh, the conversation. Absolutely. So, so I'm sorry we didn't record it, everybody. Anyway, but, uh, we're here to talk about security as it pertains to uh, our industry that we know and love, the staffing industry. Uh, Dave gets called in to do lots of consulting with people in implementation, um, with people who are, you know, obviously going through any part of the business or digital transformation um, process. And um, he, we, we reached out, we're, we're chatting and engaged, and he was like, you know, it'd be really good for people is like a good 20 minute episode on, you know, five key things you can do to improve your, your security. And Dave, hilariously enough, my wife went through uh like digital security with her law firm yesterday and she was like making fun of like some of the stuff that they were saying yeah uh yeah they were like hey if you get a ransomware email and you click on the link what do you do and one of the choices was unplug your computer <laughs> so i had that I, we did like an hour walk this morning with the dog and that was came up so it was so timely anyway um guys security is hard uh it's you know there's a lot of human engineering to it where you know people you can take advantage of not just like the owners, but everyone who works in the organization that gives them access uh, to things that they shouldn't. Uh, so Dave is here to to help us out. So so Dave, let's kind of go through it. So number one, what you got for us? So you know what you just said, security is hard. Uh, it is. Uh, it's really that constant try to anticipate holes that exist within a network, within an environment before you know there's actually a problem. And not only that, responding to those holes before they cause issues, right? It's, it's a very difficult thing to anticipate what a problem is going to be before it actually happens. Well, uh, and then they only need to be right once. You have to, right. As the organization, yeah. you need to be right every time. Every, every time. time. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It feels like so much pressure and it feels like fraud is on the rise. It feels like hacking is on the rise. It just feels so tense out there right now um, from a security perspective. How do you, how do you help calm the... Yeah, give us the tips. So, so sure. So, really, the calming is is just being prepared, right? It's it's like uh, in Florida, you're going to get hit with a hurricane. It's inevitable, right? So, if you are prepared for that hurricane, the aftermath is a lot easier to deal with. So, security is the same thing, right? If you know that something's going to happen, be prepared. Do whatever you can to have your environment ready for that potential reach. So if it, if and when it does happen, you are prepared to come back from it, to combat it and do what you need to do. Um, that's where things like zero day exploits come into play, right? A zero day exploit just to, you know, for those who don't know, essentially means something happens. It's, it's actually, if you think about it, it happened with the government, I think yesterday, yesterday this whole move yeah. uh, situation that happened where basically they didn't update their software and the government got breached because it was a zero day exploit. Now to the company, uh, to the credit of the company, they did release a patch but people were slow to deploy as unfortunately people are at times. So to explain a zero day exploit at a very high level, comes out, you have that time where it's actually out there in the wild, people can exploit it. You have that time when a patch becomes available and then that patch gets widely deployed to everybody who's out there. So, right. you know, every, everybody suffers. WordPress, Microsoft, every platform in existence can deal with zero days. And the worst part is when those patches get released, that's kind of time when the hackers say, okay, why do they release the patch? Can we exploit this before everybody fixes their environment? So zero day is very, very dangerous in that respect. And that's why security is hard, right? Because we have to anticipate, well, how do we, you know, if this patch comes out, how quickly can we deploy the fix to make sure that everyone is safe? Got it. Is there public information that these 
hackers, and I didn't prepare you for this question, but um, okay, so you ha had a couple things. We talked to a cybersecurity expert last year and and he was like daily security hygiene. So, you know, this proper planning, this, you know, zero day yeah. exploit. I think, you know, it's that that one of those things where you have to concentrate on every day. But where are some of the weaknesses as far as what we found when I got hacked, right? So, you know, I, I got hacked a couple of years ago is that they were sort of shopping for smaller firms that were um, just becoming like corporations, right? So they're shopping from the Secretary of State database where incorporated are then made public, right? So then, you know, they go and shop for those. Is there a place where they're, you know, looking for weaknesses or looking for certain size firms or something like that? Is there anything? It's really, a, I mean, everyone's a target, right? Everyone's got all their data out there. Everything's on LinkedIn. Everything's on social media. And as soon as you put yourself out there, you do a job posting, right? Hey, I'm looking for somebody that does this. That's enough where they can say, oh, they're looking Whoa. for someone who I'm hiring. Well, let me go ahead and emulate them on another platform at the same company name and redirect all the information. Done, right? Yes. That's, all it, that's all it takes. Crazy. You know? I mean, think, you know, if you're incorporated in state A, you know, well, I'm going to incorporate in state Y and they're not going to find me for period of time. And I'm just going to send all my information to this and the bank will let me open this. It's all digital. No one's checking anything. It's, it's super simple. So it could be a large corporation or a small. And sometimes large corporations are even easier because they don't even catch it. Right. All this stuff goes on, happens for months at a time. They've shut down by the time they've taken all the information and all the money that they could have got. So if there's no one good place. I mean, you know, just to really quickly to that end, those, uh, you know, the identity theft, um, you know, pieces that are out there, LifeLock, identity, something or other, I forget what it's called, but they're good to have. They're not the answer, but they're good to have in case something does happen. Um, from a personal standpoint, lock credit, that's a whole other story. All right. <laughs> do you Luke, have, okay, now I have to ask, do you have LifeLock? I don't have LifeLock, but I have the other one, the identity, whatever. LifeLock was too expensive. Okay, okay, okay. okay yeah, I have, cool. I have two. Okay. I have lots of ones. Dave, keep, keep going. Number two. So, so zero day exploit. Number two, we got email phishing. What do we got? Right. Ooh. So email phishing. So everyone is getting this now. So first thing to understand is most people can't identify a phishing scam and separate that from the real. And I can show you the support to prove it. Uh, we get probably, if we look at a course of a month from our clients, we probably get out of the things we have, probably 25% of them are people saying, Hey, is this real? Right. Because they just can't identify. Is it phishing? Is it not? That number dwindles as time goes on, you know, because people start to realize, oh, I shouldn't even bother them to ignore it. But the fact is that everybody gets phishing emails. Uh, you know, when you look at like Office 365, they show that almost 25% of the email that's inbound in the 365 get past their filters and just show up in your mailbox. Like that's how good the stuff is, right? Uh, looking at mail in general, right? One in every 99 emails, it's like a phishing attack. It's just there. And you're really trying to identify them is difficult, but there are some tips that individuals can use to try and figure out a phishing email versus a real one. So first and foremost, uh, it's just as a general rule, before we start talking about, you know, the different pieces, when you get those emails from Microsoft saying, hey, your password's expired or hey, your quote is up, usually phishing. Usually your IT is pretty good about handling that stuff. So don't worry about that as much. If you get an email, if you're not sure, do ask. With that said, things to look at, right? Look at the body of the email. Like if the body seems suspicious, has things misspelled, is in broken English, chances are it's a phishing email. If you look at the email address, not necessarily the name, the email address and email came from. So, for example, your CEO sent you an email asking for iPhones card and you, they need your help. First of all, hopefully the context is enough for you to realize it's phishing. But beyond that, 
when it's from your, your CEO, but it's from bobsmith at gmail.com, it's probably not your CEO from you know, that email address. So that's another really good way to see, is it phishing, is it not? Hovering over links, put your mouse over a link that says reset your password, and instead of going to amazon.com, it's going to amoc0n.com. Chances are phishing email. Um, attachments, right? And this is part of our next piece we're gonna talk about. If there's an attachment there and you don't know why or it makes no sense, don't, don't open it, ignore it, not there. The fact is, be cautious, right? That's the piece to, to understand. If you're not sure, err on that side of caution, don't open it, don't look at it, don't click it, delete it. Because chances are, if it was that critical, they'll email you again or they'll give you a call. It's not gonna be something where that urgent that you need to reset your banking password right this second. If it was that urgent, they would have called you, they would have texted you, it would have been another method of communication, not just an email. So, yeah. and if you're not sure, ask your IT department, they'll help. Awesome. Number three, this one should be quick. Attachments. Attachments. Um, don't open things you don't know. Simply, simple as that, right? If uh, I would recommend, you know, when you look at attachments you're getting, uh, and as recruiters, we deal with attachments nonstop, right? DocX, XLSX, PTPX, those are formats that are usable, right? Those are formats that are the modern Microsoft formats. Someone sends you a .doc file, which is like a Word doc, an old resume, don't open it or ask them to send it a different format. Those files can be, um, can have macros and different data, you know, within them that can be problematic. Also, just don't open Word documents or Excel documents. You don't recognize who's having, just don't do it. Like, yeah. ignore it. You're not going to get the golden resume. I promise you. That yeah. one resume that has a doc extension, not the one you want. Yeah. Sure. And then also look at the email address it's coming from too. Always. Absolutely. Yeah. I always yeah, look I at the email address. Uh, yeah. I think it's just, um, it's just constant cautiousness. That's what Unfortunately, it feels like. Yeah. yeah. On guard. And, and, and listen, there are tools. I mean, most IT departments at this point have tools in place on your environment to prevent you from getting things that are bad. So quickly to kind of touch on that. Um, so Microsoft's built-in engine, they basically have a, an attachment engine that when an attachment comes through, they take that attachment and they scan it and they what's called explode it prior to you actually getting it. Meaning they take that attachment, put it in a virtual environment and run it and see what happens. And if they see something malicious happening, they simply will deny the ability to get that attachment. Um, Ooh, I, I got a phishing email as, as we were sitting there, my inbox is open. Let's <laughs> see, there I'm you go. Using. So, yeah, and, and I didn't send it. So. But, uh, <laughs> but nonetheless, um, that wasn't set up. But nonetheless, th that is a way that a lot of departments take care of that, right? Patents are scanned before you get them, but it's not foolproof, right? And attached, something could be buried in a PDF file somewhere that you don't realize. So just yeah. be aware when you open stuff, if there's a link somewhere else or you're getting an invoice from, you know, your gardener from, you know, six months ago saying, hey, you owe me money. Say, I don't owe you money. What's going on here? Just be aware, right? Just be hyper aware. So me being a product person, right? I have to ask, what are some of your, you know, like I have proof point, I, you know, what are some of your favorite tools that are, you know, really kind of Fort Knoxy? Well, we, we, we got, we got two more, we got two more bullet points and then we'll, we'll get back to that one. But I want to know, Rob. Asensia, Asensia. All right, Dave, number four, encryption. Sorry, Lauren, but we're, That's a, we're running a tight ship today. Encryption. So let's talk about encryption, right? So at a very, again, at a high level, what is encryption? It's math. Right, it's basically taking data and making it unreadable without keys to unlock that information. So let's kind of, you know, just break it down a little bit. These are gonna be some big numbers uh, and I want Rob to read one of them and we'll see how he does. 128-bit uh, level of encryption 
has two to the power of 128 possible key combinations. That means if somebody encrypts something with 128 bit encryption, it will have following number of possibilities to unlock it. Go ahead, Rob. Uh, 340, oh, sorry, it's 340 uh, undisciplined, 282, is it Decalin? Decalin. 366 non, nonalin, yep. 920 octilin, 930 septillion, 463 sextillion, 463 quintillion, 374 quadrillion, 671 billion, 768,211,456. God, I, like those numbers are so big. I didn't even know what the, the technical word, like pronunciation yeah. is for those. I, I honestly... I'll just, can I, can I just use gabillion? Gabillion. But, but gabillion is better for the next one. That's 39, it's long right now. And they say 128-bit encryption is too weak, just to be clear. So now that's because the computers are, well, no, because the computers are fast enough to run it, to run the, the combinations. Right. So, yeah. so basically you've all moved to 256-bit encryption. I'm not is, reading this number. Which, no, and I wouldn't ask you, which is 200, right. the 500, 256 possible. So 78 digits long. Yeah. And that's basically because the way mathematics works, that's not just twice as hard, but what is it? 340 billion, 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 billion <laughs> So, so the point is that, Holy crap, right. So, so that's where encryption comes into play. And that's when we talk about ransomware, that's why it's worrisome, which is kind of our fifth point, right? Ransomware is essentially taking your data and encrypting it so you can't get it back. Right. So when you say, well, why can't I just click this to undo it? Why, why, why is it that when I type a password on my Excel document, and I can't remember why can't I get it open again, right? Because encryption is very, very difficult. And the number of combinations to try and get back at it is impossibly high, right? And, and, and basically ransomware is, you know, just continuing to grow and grow and grow. And the payments that people are asking for is growing and growing. That's where things like, you know, coin becomes um, a negative, right? It's anonymous money. So these guys, whoever they are, they can go out and say, hey, pay this address, and it's very difficult to find them for everybody. Um, ransomware is even becoming something, you know, as a service. Uh, you've heard of software as a service. You've heard of platform as a service. Well, now there's ransomware as a service. And, and this is not an exaggeration, where you can go to the dark web, spend a couple hundred bucks, and hire someone to go attack a firm. And you will split in the earnings. This is, this is the world we're living in now. So coming back to our first point, security is hard. It is very hard because we're defending against people who literally... You could fire an employee, they can get pissed off, go to the dark web and hire someone to attack your company. I mean, Jeez. that's simple. All right, well, we might have to cut that from the episode because I don't like sharing things like that. But anyway, that's uh, fair. so <laughs> just to recap the five points or, you know, obviously the overall theme is security is hard. Zero day exploit, which we covered. We got email phishing. We have attachments and not opening them unless they have an X at the end. Encryption and then um, ransomware. All right. Here's what I heard. I heard the end of days. All right, well, Laura. I heard, I heard apocalypse. I was hoping you were going to ask your question again because I think that's super. Well, okay, so helpful. so yeah, I mean, how what are some of the products that can help us feel a little bit safe? Okay, so sure. you know, I'm a high anxiety type of gal. This you know fills my tummy full of butterflies. Not going to lie. <laughs> so, so again, it comes back to exactly what we said at the beginning, right? We know our hurricane is going to hit Florida, so the best thing we can do is be prepared for when the hurricane, when the security incident hits your firm. So, what do we do to be well, backup, right? That's number one, right? If your stuff's backed up somewhere else, at the very least, if you are compromised, if ransomware were to hit a machine or your network, your data is safe, get it back and not have to pay that ransom. Now, one of the newer things, unfortunately, they're doing is 
not just encrypting your data, but stealing it and saying, threatening to release it to the public, right? So that's a whole other animal. I'm not even getting into that at this point, but that is something else to be aware of. We're just talking about data recovery right now. So backup, 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 wherever you can do backup on your Office 365, on your uh, internal data, on anything you've got, make sure data is stored locally and in the cloud. Very important because if one gets compromised sitting in the cloud, chances are that data will still be okay. Take a little longer to recover, but better to have the data back. Uh, other tools, you know, you had mentioned Proofpoint. They're great. Mimecast, even the built-in Microsoft stuff is great, right? If you just turn it on, you know, it, it's not overly expensive on your license. It's just a click. Basically have security defaults that are built in and it will go ahead and start doing that scanning uh, immediately, right? Get that stuff turned on. Make sure your email is safe because that is going to be the vector of entry. That's the way people get into machines through email. Um, one thing I tell, you know, people when they're looking at this is, um, if somebody, you know, encryption's great, antivirus is great, all these different tools are great. But at the end of the day, if someone is able to compromise your computer, if you're looking at an email and they can see what you're looking at, then it's over, right? It, it's, it's over. And, and that's all they need to do. You know, you can encrypt up everything up the wazoo when it's being sent, but if somebody's watching what you're doing, it's irrelevant. Okay, um, where is the wazoo? Well, the wazoo is way off. <laughs> One other quick story. Um, so some of our clients are outside of the recruiting space. They happen to be uh, here in New York, some real estate and title agencies. And we have had multiple situations where they have had man in the middle attack, right? So our clients were the ones that were attacked, but what happens is, so man in the middle attack means the following. I send an email to Rob, but what happens is after sending an email to Rob, Rob's mailbox has already been compromised. And that message that was sent to Rob gets intercepted by the bad actor. They then take that message, transform it, change routing information, you know, whatever they want to do on that message and then send it to Rob. So then Rob looks at it and go, oh, title agency I'm working with for my new Oman buying or the, the real estate agency, they want me to wire my money to here. Let me go ahead and do that because they've asked me to do that. Rob sends an email back confirming it. They capture that message as well. They look at it, they transform it and send it back to the title agency so nobody knows there's something going on in the middle. So that's a man in the middle attack. So essentially a person, a bad actor, seeing what's happening in between. That's why when you're dealing with large sums of money, guys, get on the phone and talk to somebody and don't let them call you. You call them because we've actually had situations where bad actor has called in before we had a chance to call them and confirm things. Oh, they happen to be on the phone. That's not, not even a joke. That, that is completely serious. It's actually happened. I've seen it. So be aware, especially with large sums of money or any kind of transactional things, get on the phone. That makes sense. Ooh. That's some good advice. All right. Well, this was jam-packed with value, guys. Uh, if you listen to any episode over the summer, uh, this one is going to be a must-listen. And uh, and Dave, are you going to sing us out? <laughs> I'm kidding. You don't have to. All right. Thank you, Dave. Love <laughs> Breton. I will. Darn I know don't you will. Hear him. <laughs> That's why I made sure I stopped you quickly. Thank you. Thank you so much, Dave. I am, I am now going to take some Lorazepam and uh, yeah, try Lauren not needs to... drugs after this for that one for sure. Happy to scare. Happy to scare. It's my pleasure. Yeah. Well, you, well done. You did bye. it. All right. Bye, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the You Own the Experience podcast. You can catch all our previous episodes at whywepodcast.com and learn more about our thriving staffing community by signing up for the Wiley newsletter. And coming soon is Staffing Huddle, an online open community dedicated to your staffing success. I'm Rob. And I'm Lauren. Go do something, something good. good. Bye, guys.